This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Newcastle away this week. It's three and a half hours on the train there. Three and a half hours on the train back and a lot of stairs to climb. Luckily, you haven't got seven hours of travel. We're only going to fill 45 minutes of it. Welcome to another Back of the Nest Palace preview podcast. Uh, just a duo today, isn't there, Patrick? Yeah, me and you, that's a duo, yeah. Dynamic duo, as it were. Yeah, dynamic duo. And uh, I thought we'd start off this week by naming babies of animals. Just, no, not really. But um... <laughs> <laughs> That, won't go, that won't go well with me, I'm sure. Yeah. Lamb, sheep. Yeah. Larry the Lamb. See, nobody nobody will remember that Larry the Lamb or Noddy or even Andy Pandy or Pipkins. Andy Pandy. Andy Pandy. Remember Andy Pandy, yeah? Yeah, Luby Lou. They remade that when Joe was young, Andy Pandy. There you go. Really? Yeah. And one of my first nightmares I can remember is being in my cot and this haunting voice going, Andy Pandy's coming to play. And I'm sure I wet myself and woke up. But that's the first (laughs) nightmare I can remember. What the fuck? What's that all about? That's that's scary. Yeah, well, what's the first dream you can remember? I honestly couldn't tell you. I had a lot of nightmares when I was a kid, so it must have been a nightmare of some kind. They didn't like watching scary movies when I was young, so I had to do something with something scary, but I don't know. I could, in fact, the fact you can remember your first nightmare or dream is very is very interesting. I couldn't do that. Talking of nightmares, we've got um, Roy's squad selection. Um, I had a look up. I was, yeah, Newcastle away. Pop this, by the way. Um, I was looking up on the injury list that kind of, Got updated a bit. Um, so I'm looking at a site that's bringing up loads of pop-ups called We Are Palace. And um, if I just go through the players, uh, Matthias Franza, due back date, 21st of October, which happens to be Saturday. Um, do you think we could see him starting or, or make an appearance no, or at least no, fill a space no. on the bench just to get the match day match day vibe? I, I don't know. I don't know. Again, we had discussion in the in the last show. I, I went through, I told you, I went through his previous um issues at his previous club. He hasn't played a full match 
I'll look at it again. He hasn't played a full match yeah. since. Gosh. Bench, bench, bench. November 6, 2022. I don't know how you expect yeah. a player who hasn't played a full match in, it'll be almost a year, yeah. to play a Premier League match in any capacity, having not even played in the 21s. I can't, I just don't see it. Could he be on the bench? Of course he could, because a bench means he probably won't play, but I, I can't, I cannot see him playing a, a, a game for Palace until he features in our 21s. I don't, I just don't see how that's possible. Again, he hasn't played in a year, basically, a full match. So I think people just want, and I get it, we're, we're injury. Plague. We're looking for a, you know, a savior. But France is not the answer for me. It's just unrealistic thing he can he can play on Saturday. Nathan Ferguson expected oh. return fourth of November. Can you imagine? I saw him play for ten minutes. Well, at least he played for twenty ones. He played a, yeah. a few weeks ago, so he's at least been playing for the twenty ones. At least. Um, you know, and he played in a, a part of a match and he's been training with them. So, listen, man, I feel, listen, people have made comments about him. I feel so bad for that kid. The kid came here, you know, wanted to play. He's a, he's a, he's a great kid. I've watched a ton of interviews with him that he's done in the past. And for him to go to the injury battle, I can't imagine the mental anguish he's going through. So I hope he gets played for us at some point because, again, he's been through a lot, a lot and hasn't even played for us really inside that, that Spurs game. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. What's well, just popped up on my screen because it's one of those horrible sites is the next time you intend to buy a spirit brand, how likely are you to consider Glenfiddich? What's that? Anyway, this is whiskey, Scotch whiskey. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's a single malt. Jefferson Airplane. So Jefferson Lerma. I say that every time. Um, he returned to training during the second week of October. Um He's going to be assessed in the days leading up to the game. See, we're in a quandary with a preview pod, aren't we? Where we, if in an ideal world, if we knew that everybody was going to listen on a Friday afternoon, we and Saturday morning, we'd do this pod once we've heard Roy's team talk or his uh, presser, wouldn't we? Right. So Lerma's on his way back. Expected return twenty first of October. Joel Ward expected return date twenty first of October. Hamada, um, expected return date, 21st of October. Dean Henderson, no return date. Ezra, 11th of November. Jack Decor, expected return, 21st of October. He was named in the squad for Mali over the international break. But didn't feature. But he did travel, though. But he did no. travel with him, though. No, good. but he was just not ready for the Forest game. But the club are hopefully will be ready for Newcastle. Um, the current scapegoat, Jeffrey Schlupp, has got no return date, currently being assessed. Uh, Jairo Riederwald, um, expected return date, no return date. Michael Alise. Wait, wait, wait. wait Schlupp didn't play last game. Yes, he did, didn't he? he? Got in, no, he got injured in the last game. He had to be substituted. Right, okay, right. Right, yeah. okay. I'm going to say, okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Riedewald came off against Forest. There's no return date for him. Michael Alise, they've got for the 27th of October, which is the Tottenham game, which is a stupid Friday night. Um, and, um, yeah, so we've still got a few players to to, to um, think of. Um, I mentioned how many, Mark, how many? How many was that, you think, about? So there's, let's count, Alise, one. 
Redwall 2, Schlup 3, Decor 4, Eze 5, Anderson 6, Ahamada 7, Wald 8, Lerma 9, Ferguson 10, France 11. Now, could we could we actually put out a team with all those that are injured? Be a good championship yeah. team. Sure, some of them could switch yeah. positions. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, international breaks. Well, as I mentioned, Marley, a bit, a bit back to front this week, but hey ho, that's how we roll. Um, Super Sam Johnson in goal. I had another clean sheet. I didn't see the Aussie game because I kind of wasn't really interested in it. Um, but he did all right. I didn't see the Italy game. Um, but I have read reports of Gary Lineker singing Mark Gay's praises when he came on a, as a sub. Did you see in, any of the Italy game? I watched all of it. Yeah, um, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of um, the England manager style of play. Bob boring, and he picks the same players that don't even get picked for their, their club team. People like Maguire and um, what's his name, the midfielder for Man City. Uh, What's his name again? The man City holds in midfielder. Sixteen Pete's Jordan, Jordan, uh, Jordan Henderson. Yeah, yeah, the guy went to Saudi. Um, but yeah, I watched it. Um, nice comeback. I mean, it was nice to come back and beat Italy three one. And Mark Gay, he got on for the last, I want to say 15, 20 minutes and played very well. Yeah, so that was good to see him play. So, how good is that Bellingham? Is he going to be um, one of the best players in the world? You know, I've, I've had this discussion with, with friends of mine because he changed in position. When I I thought he was a defensive midfielder, he's clearly become a number 10, an attacking midfielder. He's absolutely brilliant. I mean, to me, he's better than Wayne Rooney. And I thought Rooney was the best teenager we've ever had or young player we've ever had over England. He surpassed him in, in my eyes. He's, he was brilliant against Italy too. Set up the goal for Rashford. Yeah, Rashford's goal. Gay set up um, Kane's third goal, by the way. Had a nice uh, long pass. Went over the defender's head that Kane ran out too. But, um, yeah, can you say um, he's outstanding? Can you say Rashford like an American commentator again, please? Rashford, <laughs> Rashford, <laughs> Rashford. Yeah, <laughs> didn't realize that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all right. We'll get Mikey to clip that. Rashford, um, Rashford. and Anderson got uh, an assist playing uh, yeah, for, for Denmark. Denmark, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could read the official club site and go through it all, but as we said at the beginning. We want to have this done and dusted in 45 minutes because we've all got things to do. <laughs> um, so. Wait, we'll, you missed one important uh, game. Did you get you get to it now or no? You go on One more. So go last on. night I watched it. USA played Ghana uh, yeah. uh, in Tennessee. So Chris Pitchett started for the USA. played really well. And Jordan Ayew yeah. played for uh, Ghana. And USA beat them 4-0. And it wasn't even that close. USA destroyed them. It was such. It was so bad. Yeah, I felt bad. For, I felt bad for Jordan. I really did. He, he was, he was so frustrated during the game. Most of the Ghana players were, but I mean, it was a performance by USA was brilliant. So yeah, that was awesome. So Chris Richards played in both games. They played against Germany also. They lost. I think it was three one. But he's actually played really well over the international breaks. So good for him. He'll be coming back ready to go on uh, Saturday. So that's good. We we didn't talk about the uh, facts for that. It's, it, being a retired man, I'd half expected you to say, "Oh, I flew out there for it," but. 
yeah, I could have, but didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd have gone down well with the rest of the fam, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, Chris Richards. Uh, we didn't get to talk about the Forest game, which was nil nil. Could have been two all. Any team could have won it. Um, but Chris Richards, I thought he looked a bit, little bit lost when he came on in midfield. I know it was to shore up a little bit, stop any threats. But um, yeah, I don't think. I know it's only for 15 minutes we saw it, but I don't think that's his position, do you, from what you saw? No, no, no. He's a, he's a central defender. I mean, if you've seen him play, and I have a lot, he's a very good left or right side of centre half. He can play right back in a pinch, but it's not his position. But he's not a midfielder. I mean, I think Anderson plays it for Denmark. He'd have been a better player to play there, but there's no way. But again, like you just said, you spared off. We have 11 players that are injured. We needed a body in the midfield, and we got the nil-nil draw. So he did a good enough job. But yeah, he's not a midfielder. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, I remember watching Richards last season away against Brentford, I think it was. Um, I was there with um, Mike Scott of the um, match report. The late, the late uh, equaliser, yeah. Yeah, but Richards kept seemed to be dropping back into a central position rather than watching the flanks. But that's, that's something that's where... Position. yeah. yeah but there does always seem to be somebody over on the flanks, whoever we play, doesn't there? Is that a weak spot for us, do you think? What do you mean by flanks? What do you, what well, do you in, the, in, the, in the wings, there are lots of balls pinged out in the direction of the corner flag, and more often than not, there isn't a Palace player there. No, I, that's a good point. I think, in general, we, we lack um, wide um, defensive ability. Uh, so I think that's a definite, I think anybody that plays us looks to target at. But we make up for it because we're very good centrally with players like Gehi and Anderson. And even like Lerma, when he's, a, when he's fit, obviously it helps out. In the past, uh, Czechiat was very good centrally. So, but you're right, wide is not our, it's not really our strength, especially I think our fullbacks can be beaten wide on crosses quite a bit. But while it sounds like I'm dissing the defence... I'm just going to read this out. This was tweeted by Between the Lines, at Between the Lines. Since Roy Hodgson returned, Crystal Palace have conceded 18 goals, facing 64 shots on target in the Premier League. So that's 19 games, 18 goals. That's not bad, is it? No, it's not. It's good. Among sides who participated in the Premier League, 22-23 and 23-24, only Man City have conceded fewer. That's madness, isn't it? And only yeah, man's. Can I throw um, some cold water on your? On your well, side, see if, you if you were going to cold water. Well, I was just going to say we're not scoring either, but yeah, uh, only Man City and Arsenal have faced fewer on-target shots. That's good. I mean, I know, I know, you can make stats look really good, but that's actually quite a good stat defensively anyway. No, there, there's there's no doubt. I mean, listen, that's what Rear Hodson is known for defensively. I didn't expect that to change. And then when you add players like Gehi and Anderson, both international players, you're going to have a good defense regardless, and an international goalkeeper in Sam Johnston. What I will say is that if you go back and look at who we've played over that time, we haven't played a lot of top six sides. I know we played oh, Arsenal. Sport. We haven't played Arsenal. United, are they a top six size anymore? Man United anymore? You consider them not really anymore, right? We played them a couple uh, times, but they're not a top no. six size anymore. Exactly. But we haven't, we played Tottenham once, lost to them. Play, we haven't played Man City. We, 
I don't think who else is top. Top six is kind of fluid, though. Chelsea's not really a top six side anymore. We haven't played them either in, in under Roy. This Roy's come back, I meant. So, I mean, yeah. that's the man. You play, you beat who you can play. But like I said, I want, I still, I want to see that stat over the course of the season, how good we do, because, I mean, obviously, that'll tell a, a, a more important tale. A good example, we played Newcastle on Saturday. Roy hasn't played, hasn't faced them. We played them three times last year. And yeah, all, but all of them we've also... Era, so. We've also played Arsenal, which was a very, very tight game, albeit early on in the season. So you know, it's, things are a little bit different then. But we were, we were, we were quite tight, tight against them. No, I thought. I mentioned. Although Arsenal, they dominated, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Newcastle and Tottenham are two difficult games. Let's hope some of those players we mentioned earlier on. Well, you kind of want to see them play, but as you said, you don't want to see them get introduced too early, do you? No, not really. No. It's, um, and already the transfer rumours are starting, coming for January, aren't they? Uh, lots of people talking about Gay to Arsenal, but I'm not going to talk any more about that because I've just realised it annoys me when people crank it up and it's exactly what I'm fucking doing. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> we've also used the lowest number of players so far this season. I think we've used 18 players during matches. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can blame it on injury. You can also blame it on the fact that, you know, prior to injuries, we weren't using players like Ahamada and Gyro and Raksaki, so Richards a little bit. But, I mean, it comes down to the fact, yeah, you know, we, we definitely have a very, very light squad. There's no doubt about it. But historically, Roy doesn't use a lot of players. So you can't have it both ways. You can't ask for a bigger squad and then not use them or have a small squad and complain we don't have a bigger squad. So... But again, we have a lot of injuries, and that's not on anybody. I mean, it's not on anybody that I can think of fault, but it's it's unfortunate. But honestly, eighteen players, we have to use yeah. we have to use we have to use the squad better. There's no doubt about it. We have to find a way to utilize players. Players like when they're fit, obviously, Ahamada and Raksaki and Ferguson. Maybe ever comes back and <laughs> he ever comes back. Squad better. Yeah, France. Yeah. So if he when he's fit, hopefully he'll get to play. You know what I mean? I mean, it's nice to say our oh, France will be back, but let's be honest. Will he play? We'll yeah. You say about the squad being light, um, Schlupp does bring the weight up a little bit, doesn't he? <laughs> on average. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, Wait, that was terrible. I'm telling Chris Clark he said that. I'm going to clip that. What time is it? I'll clip that. What is that? 1920 seconds. Oh, 1926. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got no bloody pub watch this week. Um, oh, but Chris. to be fair... To be fair, um, it's Newcastle, right? There's a pub every other shop, pretty much. So if you don't like one, just go in the next one. Um, <laughs> and, and they're friendly up there. They're really friendly lot. Um, I was actually going to go. I bought the train tickets. I bought the match tickets. And, yeah, just the thought of spending three and a half hours on the train there. No. And back, doing it all in a day. I just, you know, I missed out on the Man United game because I didn't want to drive. I, I, and because I watched Man United on the telly, I kind of enjoyed having a week off with all that travel, drinking too much. Do you know what I mean? Okay. And spending loads yeah. of money that I didn't really have. Um, plus, I've bought tickets to a gig as well. But Will's taking his girlfriend up. And they're coming back on Monday now instead of the Saturday night. So, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so he's going to have a nice weekend away. Um, so, Tim Robinson is the ref 
I've never heard of him. Have nope, you heard of him? Neither. Nope, never heard of him. He's refed two Palace games. We won one and drew one. So, ah, he's my uh, favorite referee. Yes, <laughs> I, I think looking at his all-time, all-time refing stats. Yeah, but it's only in two. <laughs> don't, okay. don't get yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but looking at you know the top team he's refed is Birmingham, Fulham, Derby, Reading, Borough, Forest, Norwich, Brentford, Millwall, Bristol City. So yeah, you, you, yeah so he's got to have got to have come up a bit. But um, yeah. he doesn't dish out many red cards, which is interesting. Um, he's never given us a red card. Um, so yeah, oh, um, when it's got a red card with a P in the middle of it, I wonder what that means on the, on this web page I'm looking at, because when Birmingham beat Leeds 1-0, it says there was one red card and it had a P in it, and it's in a circle, oh, sorry, I'm looking, I'm not looking at the key, it's penalty conceded, so he's given three penalties this season, two red cards this season. Yeah. Okay. So, what are your major worries about Newcastle, Patrick? Not the place, the team. I mean, other than they're very good. Yeah, I mean that's my major worry. I mean, this season, you know, they've gotten results against sides like, you know, they beat Man City in the in the in the um, EFL Cup. They smashed Sheffield United eight (laughs) nil. They beat. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, what I mean, they beat Villa. I mean, they've got some great results already this season. So, I mean, uh, they beat PSG four one. I mean, they beat PSG four one. I mean, what am I worried about? Uh, Nick? I don't know. They beat yeah. PSG four one. Let's start with that, shall we? So, I mean, they're a good side. I mean, and I have to admit, I'm not a big Eddie Howe fan, but I respect him as a manager, and I give him credit for, you know, he didn't come in and. When you know the Saudi money coming, he didn't go out and necessarily get rid of all of his you know players. He brought in great good players. Don't get me wrong; he spent money in Isaac and Tonali, but he didn't necessarily go out and you know get rid of like Longstaff or Joe Linton, players like that. He kept them. Uh, so I mean, you know, and he's again, like I say, he's got some great results this season. I mean, the eight nil, yeah, Chef and I aren't great, but eight nils, eight nil, and beating PSG in the Champions League four one is a fantastic result. So I mean, yeah, I'm worried about I'm worried about getting beat eight nil basically on. <laughs> or four yeah. one. Now, interestingly, so. their their worst result, kind of a two-all draw away at West Ham, came yeah. after that four-one thrashing of PSG. Yeah. Unfortunately, we haven't got the European game in the week before we're playing them. Right. Um, although they have got a game. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Against uh, one of the German teams on Wednesday. Dortmund. Dortmund, Dortmund, that's it. Um, So whether that affects their 
their squad selection. Uh, I mean, in Europe, they've, they've drawn away in Milan, one at home against PSG. Um, so obviously, they're going to be looking at their great results. So they, they're going to be focused on getting out of the group stages, aren't they? Is he going to risk playing the best players? Well, here's all the thing. Of, and I know you all, all of the best mentioned, players. We mentioned our injuries. They have Wilson's injured, Kraft is injured, Barnes is injured, Joe Linton's injured, Willock's injured, Tenali has the, the issue with the gambling, he probably won't play, and Botman's injured. So they actually have like eight injuries. So right. you know, we talk about ours, and we have a lot. I'm not saying we don't, but a lot of teams do. They have a lot of injuries. So you won't be able to necessarily rest players because, again, the injury is an issue. But you make a great point. The Dortmund game is a massive game for them. They're going to have players because they're Newcastle coming off international, a lot more international than we have. We only had, what, four or five. They're going to have eight, nine players coming back from wherever yeah. uh, for their international. So that's going to be a benefit to us. But I don't think they're going to rest any players. He doesn't, he doesn't really have the ability to rest any players, unfortunately. Yeah, that should be interesting to see. How do you think we'll set up? Uh, four at the back as usual. Um, it, a lot of it will depend on who plays. Um, we talked about how good we are defensively, but going forward, we're not looking like scoring, are we? If we're honest, especially if Mateta makes um, sort of glaring misses and Ayu um, doesn't bring the ball down before shooting. Uh, for our major chances against Forest. So, um, although I'm not expecting us to uh, take a game to Newcastle, um, what are the ways out of the back that we're going to see, do you think? No, I think it's very difficult, honestly. Uh, the lineup versus um, Forest had, you know, the, had Klein and Mitchell fullbacks, Anderson, Gahey at the centre half. But we had a midfield of Schlupp, Hughes, Riedewald with. Uh, Edward, Ayu, and Mateta. I'm a little concerned about that. You mentioned Schlott being injured. So he may or may not play. So that's one less player. Ayu probably doesn't return to London until tomorrow sometime because the game was last night in America, which is the same thing. Ayu um, played in both of the matches that he, that Ghana had um, in, in the States. They played against, I think, Mexico, I think they played also. Um, so I don't, I don't know. It's It's... It's it's going to be difficult for us to get a result. I'm going to be totally honest. I mean, again, if we had, you know, our, our major players, you know, the likes of Elise and Eze, Fit, obviously Ward, um, uh, Lerma and Decore, I'd be much more hopeful. But I think we're gonna we're gonna struggle to get anything out of this game, honestly, uh, Nick. With the lineup that we're going to be putting out there, I just don't see us uh, getting anything out of this game, honestly. We just it just doesn't it just we just don't have enough players. And if it were resting rest these players rather than risking them to perhaps get a, get a draw, do you think? Or should we? I know they're not going to go out and take the L deliberately uh, and that's not going to be in Roy's mind, but but w- what would you do in this situation? If, if they said, okay, look, there's a chance that Elise could play Saturday, would you pick him or would you give him another week? Or do you trust no, I mean, the people that tell you it's it's okay? I'm only using the obviously not Elise. I'm just using them as an example of one of the myriad of players we've got. If somebody's on the cusp, what you, what you're going to do as a coach? Give it another week. Yeah, you have to. You've you've got to give them as much time as possible because the chance of us getting anything out of the next two games anyway, we're going to be slim. I and mean, we've got what Newcastle, then Tottenham on the Friday. They were going to be hard to get, but after that, we've got. Burnley, Everton, Luton. 
for me, cool. you want to have you want to have those players back for those matches. Again, getting anything out of these two games is going to be hard, in even with a full squad. Let's be honest. I mean, I know last year we drew, basically, we technically drew three times against um, Newcastle through nil nil, but that was last year. Different manager, different setup. You know, Zaha or Lise as they were all fit, etc., and on the team. I just don't see us getting anything out of that game, even if we had our, our fit players, even though, like, like I just said, we drew last year up there, up there twice, you know, EFL Cup, aside losing a penalty kick. So it'll be difficult. I, if I had a, if I had the option of the manager, I would definitely rest whomever will be more fit for the next game and just, just hope the other guys can get something out of it like they did at Forest. Yeah, if any of you were wondering, uh, dear listeners, why Patrick got a little bit louder then, he hasn't got his glasses on, so he had to lean forward to peer at his Crystal Palace wall planner that he's obviously got in front of him. He is Mr. Crystal Palace, New York. Uh, So fair fair play to you, you little man cave. (laughs) Talk about your man cave. I bought a... uh, yeah, I bought a replica Adidas Red Rose T-shirt today online. I don't know how how, how crap it's going to be, but it's a nice. What kit. year was that? Could you, everybody eighty two, eighty three. It was kind of just just as couple terrible, was coming in. Terrible season that was. I know, but the kit was nice. But but I will say <laughs> this: I think I'm not sure. My yeah. my secondary school captain. Was on that team, I think. Gary Stebbing. If he wasn't even on, he was on the next year's team because he was actually going to be seventeen, eighteen. Came out of the academy yeah. at Palace, so he might have been on that team. So I might get that. I might get that top now. You just said that because I never, I don't remember that top honestly. I just I'll send you. I'll send you the link. Earlier. Yeah, I think I sent you to did, the WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah, I, I got the piss taken you. out of me and told I was going to be ripped off. So wait till it arrives for me, and then oh, okay. Patrick, I don't want two of us getting stitched up. Gary Wait, Stebbing. The club shop doesn't have, that, doesn't have that shirt? The no, it's, it? it was just somebody else doing it, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So Gary Stebbing, I'm good. Uh, he was the captain of the football team, school football team, went on yeah. to play professionally. Yes, he did. How much of a different gravy was he compared to the rest of the team? Because I remember reading a Charlton player, and I'm sure he might have played for Palace once, and the first paragraph of his biography is, um, even if you're playing for a low-league team, you are head and shoulders above 99.9% of other people that play football, uh, either at school or in the park or whatever. Um, Was he he that much head and shoulders above him, or was he just a little bit better than you? I knew he was very good was another player named Mark Wall who was very he was our vice captain. And we had a good team. He won the Croydon Cup under fourteens and I maybe scored in the cup final. He scored a great header. I know he was a good player, but this is the thing I'll say about him. He had he, something there was something about him you kind of knew. Like he had a, a way that he that he trained, a way that he played. His uncle played for Chelsea. He was actually a Chelsea supporter. His uncle played for Chelsea. So his uncle was a professional. Yeah. So I think that kind of helped him like understanding what he needed to do to get to that next level. But I mean, I would say I wouldn't say he was head and shoulders, but he was definitely the best player on our team. I mean, you just knew he was the best player, and then he was going to play for Palace because at that point he was in the academy already. I mean, the academy back then was, yeah. was very good. You know, the academy back then was good because that was prior to the uh, you know the Hilaire Sanson yeah. academy. But but yeah, I mean, I knew he'd make it professionally. I didn't. I don't. I wouldn't say he was headed, but he was definitely the best player on our team. You just knew why he was captain of our team for sure. Yeah. 
And how much of it do you think was determination and you, you talked about the training and how much was skill? How much of that do you think goes into making a professional footballer? Is it equal amounts or? I, I only think it's, I think it equal amounts. I think you have to have the ability, but you have to have, you got to have a mindset and determination about it and a work ethic. And he was, he worked so hard. He never gave up in a match. We were down in the cup final that, that final time. We were down 3-0. We came back to score three late goals and one in an extra time, 5-3. And he's going on the goals and, he just never let us, never let, never thought he'd lost the game. So determination, I think, was a big part of it. The mindset, but he also was technically, he was a defender for our team. I think he played for midfield or left back for Palace or right back. But he was very technically gifted. In fact, in the eighties, you weren't really like a very skill wasn't a big part of. You know, you had yeah. players like Stanley Bowles or whatever, Vince Alaire, You know, uh, Rodney Marsh. Well, and Rodney Marsh, you know, they could him eccentric players exactly, but he wasn't like that. But he was, he was technically like you know, trapping, passing, shooting the basics. He was very good at. So yeah, but I think that the mindset is a big part of being a professional. At least it was back in the you know early eighties, and for me anyway, it was. So. Yeah. Next week's coach TED talk from Patrick O'Connor will be on. No, sorry, <laughs> no, it's just interesting because I've never played with anybody that's any good. So you know, you've you've been there, done that. So that's it was good. a thrill, honestly. And I actually coached players that made it professionally too. So like a player I coached um, played last night against Chris Richards, by the way. No, yeah. played with Chris Richards. On, he's on the USA national team. So no, it's interesting that, you know, you're right though. It's a great point. People think it's what, what but again, his father also, the player I'm talking about is, is, is Timothy Weyer. His father was George Weyer. You know, sometimes yeah. a lot of nature versus nature. I mean, his father was the greatest player who ever played at, out of Africa. So the fact that he was so good. But then again, he has another son. George, uh, George Jr., who wasn't as good as his younger brother. Do you know what I mean? So who yeah. knows? Like, what is it? You know? So, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. It really is. But I think there's a certain amount of mindset about, you know, making it as a professional. It's not just about ability. And the name's got to help a little bit as well, surely. Just, oh, to, no just to get them noticed. Exactly. And then you, but, but even from then, you've got, to, you've got to do the work. I look at David Beckham's son, Romeo. You've got a Beckham yeah. name, but I don't see him playing Premier League football right now. I mean, nah. Brentford's B team or whatever. So, I mean, do you know what I mean? You've got to have a certain, it can't be just about who you know, or, you know, it's got to be more what you do, as much was as it, what you do, I should say. I don't know if it was, was it George Ware's cousin who kind of blagged their way into a team and got subbed off? Southampton, but that was, I think that was a fake story. I, I, I've seen that, heard that story a million times. He wasn't actually George Ware's cousin, but he said he was. And then he chose away. He got a crown under under uh, Mark Hughes when he was up the manager. And then, then he yeah. played for like 20 minutes. They said, you can't even play. And they got rid of him after. <laughs> yeah. Just um, <laughs> one match. Yeah. Just Google that, <laughs> listeners, if, um, yeah. if you don't know cousin, that story. Yeah. Yeah. That was quite funny. That's quite funny. <laughs> See, the, we had some bloke claimed he was Edgar Davids come to our club, but it wasn't him. Not the one I remember. <laughs> He wasn't very good, was he? <laughs> looked just like him, though, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked just like him. Amazing. Yeah, he was. Right, usual question. When did we first play Newcastle, Patrick? Oh, gosh. I'm never right on these, so. It was a uh, one-year win. 1958. My, brother's, my brother was born. Just take a while, I guess. It was 1907 in the FA Cup. Is it? And we beat them 1-0 yeah. at it, their it place. It makes more sense if you're long here, no? Oh, wow. That's a long way, to go in 90, long way to go in 1907, wasn't it, for a cup game? Yeah, um, north, yeah. And then our next two times were against them in the cup, 1920, 1947. And then we next played them in the Division 2 match. 
where we lost 2-0 in 1964. Oh, okay. Um, I always think of Peter Ramage when we play Newcastle. He was uh, he was a good player for us in our promotion season, wasn't he? Features highly, yeah. Features, yeah. Hi- yeah he's been on the uh, the pod a couple of times, and he features highly on the uh, where Eagles there is. I can't remember the name of the documentary. That's it. On. That yeah. That's the, the the prime. Yeah, the prime. Uh, the documentary. Yeah. yeah. So um, we've played them. Um, 54 times. We've won (laughs) 12, drawn 12, and lost 30. Now, if you look over the last few seasons, you can't really see that now. Although they're a different team, they've been brought out. But it's nil-nils, one-nils, you know, the odd goal here and there. Um, Do you remember when we beat them 5-1 back in 2015? I think Steve Bruce was there. When we fell behind 1-0, right? You're on that header. Yeah. Um, just having a good old days. Good old days. The good old days when Palace weren't bad. Stuart Atwell was the ref on that game. Okay, we had we had four different scorers in that game. Who were they? Sorry, three different scorers. Two. What year was it? Three three different scorers. Twenty fifteen. What year was it? It was on twenty eighteen. You said. 28th of November 2015. 15, so. Uh, gosh, 2015. That was Dwight Gale, but he wouldn't have scored it, but he wasn't going to score. Uh, Ledley? Ledley Punchin? didn't. Punchin didn't. No, no. Zaha? Zaha got one in the 41st minute. Any defender score? No. Blasty didn't score because he would have played Blasty didn't score, did he? He scored two. Did he? I love Yannick. How could I doubt doubt Yannick Blasty? Shameful. Shameful. Um, And a striker, let's go. No, it was a striker. It was a midfielder. Wickham played for us that game. It was a midfielder. So, and it wasn't Ledley. Kabai didn't score two, did he? No. And it wasn't Punchin. Punched. Jednak? No. No, he came on for Wilf. It's my photographic Wilf memory. Scored, I'm Wilf, honestly Wilf. not looking. This other player scored two in the 14th minute and the 90th minute. You yeah, the midfielder. Yeah. You're going to kick yourself when I tell you. Nah, just tell me. James MacArthur. Oh, Macca. <laughs> Macca scored two goals in a game for Palace. Wow. Yannick Bellassi scored two goals in a game for Palace. Yannick Bellassi scored a hat-trick for Palace. I remember that. The Sunderland yeah. game. I can't, remember, I can't believe he scored two also. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. He scored two in a game. Wow. Just these I names on Yannick the bench Bellassi take you back. The bench was Speroni, Martin Kelly, Miele, Joe Ledley, Lee Chung Young, uh, Patrick Bamford, and Marouane Shamak. Bamford. Yeah. Uh. And it was. Wait a minute, uh, I Alan, saw that. It was Alan that was Pardew, Pardew, right? Alan Pardew was our manager. It was his 100th win as a manager in the Premier League. I get his old side. Wow, good for him. Yeah. How did, how did um, that go so wrong? 
the Padre era. So how did it go so wrong? Seriously, how? How did it go so wrong? I don't get it. I don't know. I think he had too much time, didn't he? To, um, to, um, to what? <laughs> to, to keep get, yeah, to keep getting it wrong. It was one of those managers we should have got rid of a long time before we did. Kind of like Roy you know last what? time. You, you say that, right? But he, he had us top five before Christmas. I think that same season, by the way. And he goes yep. to the cup final. I mean, yeah. I, I can name the, the man to the one hand that did that, and that will be him. <laughs> because no one else goes to a cup final in top five around Christmas. So, I mean, Is he our only player that's got us to a cup final as a player and a manager? Because he got the winning goal against Liverpool in that semi-final. Right. There's your quiz question well, for the we've week. Only, we've only been to two finals, lost to United both times. I mean, who? yeah, he has to have been because obviously, no, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I would say Punch yeah. will be our next manager at some point. He will have done it also at some point, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, you think he'd be? Yeah, Mike, Mike Scott says uh, good things about him. Um, I hope so. I've had a couple of predictions over on the Facebook. Um, while I look those up, Patrick, would you like to give us any final thoughts on the upcoming game? Um, and you're not allowed to say no. I hope we don't lose really badly, is what I'll say, due to the injury factors. I hope we just can play a competitive match. Yeah. But I fear for us. I do. I fear for that in the next, I fear for us in, in this game because of the injuries. Yeah. Well, over on the uh, back of the nest chat on that Facebook thing, Rob Dyers, who I am wondering if is the Robert Dyers of the Ironmongery chain throughout Britain, said he'd be happy with a 1 1. Andrew Reedy says, Five nil with a France hat trick. Mark <laughs> Drew, <laughs> Mark oh, Drew, great, I, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Mark yeah. Drew's going for a one nil loss, and Keith Madge Diamond says he'll bite your hand off for a nil nil traditional draw. I'd be happy with nil nil. I'm going to go for a shock one nil win to Palace. What are you basing that on? I'm just curious. I mean, besides your your Palace fandom, what are you basing a one nil away win for this current Palace side? What are you basing it on? I roll a dice. If it's odd, it's a Palace win. If it's Got even, you. we lose. And That's if it's five or fair. six, it's a draw. Because I'm just, you That's know, fair. my my fantasy league thing's shite. You know, I organise all these leagues, and I'm always in the bottom last page when you get to it. It's because I pick Palace players that I like. But I don't pick the ones that get the points, like Sam Johnson getting lots of clean sheets. And I think, oh, I'll pick Sam right. Johnson and then see we've got Newcastle and Tottenham in the next two games. No, I won't pick him <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so if you're going up uh, to um, Newcastle, well done. It's all sold out. Usually a good atmosphere up there. I'd imagine quite a few fans will be staying over because, as I said at the start of the show, it is a long, long way away. I think Patrick's just dropped a ball on his desk, judging by the bouncy sounds that just came across then. I'm waiting for you to ask me my prediction, by the way. You haven't done that yet. All right, I did. Oh, go on then. What's your prediction? Are you asking me now, are you? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to uh, be very optimistic for me and go nil-nil, because if it's nil-nil the last three times, then it was nil-nil against Forest, then I'll take a nil-nil all day, every day on Saturday. So I'm going nil-nil. 
nil nil as d would say nil nil to the palace yes so that's two points on the old pools um uh exactly there you go yep so no doubt dr is uh being very very productive um we're going to leave you now in the hope that some of our players are fit enough to play, but not nearly cropped in that they injure themselves again. Um, the Max Report team will be in your ears Sunday night, Monday morning. Um, get us on Spotify, get us on Twitter X, get us on TikTok, Instagram. I think we might have even put one or two posts on Fred's. Um, I can't leave the show without saying let's hope all this nonsense going on in the Middle East stops because it does make you feel a bit guilty that you're enjoying life and other people are going through shite. So it, it does put the football in perspective. Um, I so let's, I can't see that coming to an end soon. But, yeah, respect that um, minute silence when we play Tottenham. The Tottenham game is on a Friday. I haven't told Patrick yet, so I'm aiming to record on Tuesday uh, before that game just so we can get it out. Um, thanks, Patrick. This time has flown by, which normally means it's been quite a good chat and a good show. Uh, everybody, I've been Nick. He's been Patrick. Thanks to Mikey, who's going to produce this in the morning. Um, up the bloody palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.